This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to another episode of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. I can't believe I'm saying it. The Blues are headed to the Stanley Cup Finals. It's been such a long time coming. We all know their history. They came into the league in 67. They were able to make it to the Stanley Cup three times, but did not win any of them. They've actually never won a Stanley Cup game. I didn't think I would ever see it in my lifetime, and and I wasn't trying to be negative. It's just something after so many years, people just get accustomed to not getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. I moved out here from California when I was around six years old. As a kid, I liked hockey, but it was the California Golden Seals. I was not a Kings fan. Moving out here, I got the opportunity to play hockey, which... There wasn't a lot of that going on in Southern California at the time, but I've grew up with hockey. Like I said, I've played it for years, and it's just exciting to see the fever that's going on in this town. I always knew it would be this way. The fans deserve this. The city deserves this. And it couldn't happen to a better fan base. I know in St. Louis... The Blues are secondary to the Cardinals. I fully understand that. Cardinals have been around a lot longer. They have a much stronger history of winning than the Blues do. And that's why the Cardinals get most of the media attention. It's so exciting for everyone here at the drop, including myself, to be able to bring you Blues highlights this year. It's always exciting every year. But this year, it's just been magical. We all know how distraught we were at the beginning of the year. There were some fans that even in December were saying this team was going to win the Stanley Cup. I appreciated your positive opinions and feelings on that, but there's no way you could have known this was going to happen. I remember on several podcasts saying, this team's got talent. They're just not playing together. Craig Berube comes in, takes him quite a few games to get this team to start playing better. January comes about. Jordan Bennington comes up. This guy was loaned from the Blues to the Providence Bruins last year because the Blues didn't have a spot for him. So that shows you the Blues really didn't think highly of Jordan Bennington. They were much higher on goalies such as Ville Huso before the season. Jake Allen struggled. The Blues struggled. It was a combined teamed effort of struggling. Some nights the Blues would be on and Jake Allen was off. Other nights Jake Allen would be playing pretty dang good and the Blues were off. Then some nights, both of them were off. 
There were several games where I couldn't find anything positive to even say. But that's past us. We're in the Stanley Cup. We're all happy. We hope there's a parade in our future. They're going to be playing the Boston Bruins. And we all know the Blues have played the Bruins in the Stanley Cup. At least most of us do. The Blues were swept in four games. And the cup-clinching play for the Bruins was Bobby Orr putting one in. And the Blues went down four games to none. But we're here. Let's enjoy it. Let's try not to be negative. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. There are some great Boston fans. I know them personally. But there are also a lot of fans there that are going to troll Blues Twitter. They're going to try to get us worked up. Don't let them do that. Enjoy it. We haven't been here in such a long time. I was nine months old, guys, when the Blues were last in the Stanley Cup. In the spring of 1970, I was nine months old. I will be 50 in August. Became a Blues fan, like I said, when we moved out here when I was around six years old. The Blues have been part of my life for 44 years. My dad worked for a company that had front row seats behind the goal at the old checker dome, the barn, whatever you want to call it. And I got to see a lot of games, at least for the first six, seven years I was out here. Still got to go to a lot of games after that, but not as many. I was a season ticket holder for several years. First of all, in the mezzanine seats, then at the club seats. So my family has supported the Blues. I've supported the Blues. It's just been great to be part of it. And like I said, let's enjoy it. But let's first of all see how the Blues got here in this huge Game 6 victory. Game 5, the Blues just totally dominated them 5 to nothing. Jordan Bennington gets a shutout in Game 5. Game 6 would be similar. The Blues would get off to the races and get on the scoreboard first in the first period to make it one to nothing. Play across. Orada tried the return, broken up by a sliding Brent Burns. Orada with the puck. Across to play. He scores! Deflected in front by David Perron. One nothing. St. Louis. St. Louis started with a two-on-one here that went awry when O'Reilly tried to overpass the puck. This one's no overpass, and what a pinpoint shot by Sammy Blay to send this crowd into a frenzy early on in this one, just a minute and a half gone. Yeah, Mike, that'll set the tone, no question. Sammy Blay scored against Dallas. That's his second playoff goal. This goal happened just a minute and 32 seconds in. Right off the bat, the Blues came out from the drop of the puck. They looked good. San Jose, as I said in Game 4 and Game 5, looked really tired even in this first period. Some great passing from the Blues, and I can't say how many times I've said that in this series. Perron gets his sixth goal on that deflection from the initial shot from Blay. Blay gets his second assist. O'Reilly gets his ninth assist on that pass to Blay. The Blues are up one to nothing. The Blues would get a power play late in this period. Vladimir Tarasenko would get a goal his eighth of the playoffs, and the Blues are up with a strong two to nothing lead, and they are looking Good. Game three with St. Louis on an 0 for 18 stretch. They've scored a power play goal in each of the three games since. Jump by It's a weird setup to have your best scorer on a strong side here, but that's where Tarasenko likes to set up. More often than not, you have somebody on the other, a right shot there, but Tarasenko likes to be in this spot and he makes it work because he can really pick a spot. That's off the shoulder of Jones. And that is a huge goal that gets this building up and active again. What can you say about Tarasenko's play in the second half of the season? 
He really came alive. The Blues were at one time even thinking of trading him. That's how bad things got. He put this team on his shoulders, along with a few other guys, and got them to where they are, and that's in the Stanley Cup Finals. This goal was another classic Tarasenko goal. From right around the face-off circle, he is so dangerous there. The only other guy I can say is just as dangerous, if maybe not a little more, that would be Alex Ovechkin. That goal would be Tarasenko's eighth of the playoffs. Pareko gets his 10th assist. O'Reilly gets his 10th assist. 16 minutes, 16 seconds in, and the Blues go up 2 to nothing out of the first period. San Jose outshot the Blues 9-7. to Jordan Bennington made a couple very good saves in that period, but the Blues overall looked very good. Heading into the second period, the Blues would outshoot San Jose 9-7, to but San Jose would get back into this game early in the second period to make it 2-1. to Brangelo in his long reach, moves the puck ahead, finally comes down to Maroon. Blues stay offside, Maroon shoots, safe made, and then Jones knocks the puck out of trouble. Cleared ahead by Domskoy for Gambrell. Down the right side with a shot, he scores! Dylan Gambrell cuts the Blues lead in half. It's his first NHL goal. Bozak can't get the rebound, Donskoy gets it. It's all the way up to Gambrell, and what a beauty shot. And he snaps that right by him on the far side, and the Sharks have a bit of life. Jones makes a very good save. The Sharks get the puck out quickly. Gambrell is racing. He gets out on his own. Nobody's within about eight feet of him, and he puts it past Jordan Bennington with a very nice shot to the stick side, and the Sharks are back in the game at that moment. Gambrell's first NHL goal, so of course it was his first NHL playoff goal. Donskoy gets his second assist. And Jones actually gets an assist, his second of the playoffs, six minutes, 40 seconds in. The Blues were definitely playing much better than San Jose. San Jose looked tired, and they could not afford to give the Blues any opportunities through mistakes such as power plays. But they did. The Blues would get another power play opportunity and score their second power play goal of the game, and it would be by Braden Shin to make it 3-1. to Now Schwartz looking for the redirect. Seconds remaining on the power play for Trangelo with a drive and a shot. His first in 14 games. Well, they just talked about Robert Thomas being popular in St. Louis. He's going to be real popular after keeping that play alive. Gets it deep and then they go to work. Good puck movement. Petrangelo's going to get the puck at the point. He's not going to waste any time shooting at you there. And then Braden Shen, Johnny on the spot, puts it to the back of the net. A just reward for a man that's done so many good things for the Blues. Jones makes a very good save, but he allows the rebound. Shin is right there. Not much Jones can do, and the Blues are up 3-1. to one. That goal would be Shin's second of the playoffs. Petrangelo gets his 11th assist. Thomas gets his fifth assist. 12 minutes, 47 seconds in. All the Blues have to do in this period is to play strong defensively and continue to attack Martin Jones. Do not give San Jose too many good opportunities. San Jose would shoot the Blues 10-3 and have several good opportunities, but Jordan Bennington would shut him down, and the Blues would add two goals, one by Tyler Bozak and an empty netter by Ivan Barbashev. Now Bozak and across the line for Perron. finish 
finish right there. Terrific play. And Bozak flips it over, then penetrates, gets the redirection. Looks like off of Nyquist. Here, do you have a good look at that one? No question right there. I think Bozak's going to get credit for that goal. But it's a real good job by O'Reilly going to the net. How about Craig Berube? Making sure they have two sentiment on the ice with O'Reilly and Bozak. Here's Parvishev. Cross ice for Sundquist. Sundquist on the side of the San Jose Bull. Knocked out by Parvishev. He's That goal by Bozak would be his fifth of the playoffs. Perron gets his seventh assist. O'Reilly gets his 11th assist. 13 minutes, 5 seconds in. The Blues went up 4-1. to one. Barbashev would add his empty net goal. 17 minutes, 45 seconds in. His second goal of the playoffs. Sunquist gets an assist on that one. The final score, 5-1. to one. Let's head to the stats of the game. The Sharks had 26 shots on goal to the Blues, 19. The Blues won the faceoff battle 56% to 44%. The Blues were 2-2 two two on the power play. The Sharks were 0 for 1. The Sharks out hit the Blues 31 to 26. The Blues out blocked the Sharks 13 to 11. But the Blues had nine giveaways to the Sharks four. Let's head to the post game interviews. We're going to hear from a happy Craig Berube, and of course we'll hear from Perron, Petrangelo, and Bennington about this game and also the Stanley Cup. Congratulations. Uh... Thanks. Just your thoughts as the final seconds are going down and you realize you're going to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, finals. it's obviously a great feeling. Uh, not only, you know, I mean, for everyone, um, you know, the fans, um, our organization, you know, ownership, management, players, training staff, you know, obviously everybody's uh, involved and, uh, you know, they all deserve credit. And um, you're moving on to the finals. So it's a great feeling. Uh, you didn't. Uh, they were missing some guys, but they you didn't allow them many opportunities. It, this was a, uh, a pretty darn typical Blues game, wasn't it? I thought we checked well tonight. Um, you know, maybe sat back a little too much at times. You know, we got the lead. Um, it's you know it's that's natural a little bit. You know, to protect it, but uh, you know that team. I give them credit. They battled hard all night, and you know. It was closer than than you think. A um, couple big saves by our goalie, and um, I thought our guys did a good job of uh, sticks and blocking shots and all the little things that you know we had to do to close that game out. Front left, Craig. With the way Game Three ended and the way your guys took the approach after that, and I just asked David Perron the same thing. Do you feel like <laughs> taking that approach, that mental approach, helped them persevere the rest of this series? Yeah, I think for, I think so. I think that uh, it could have went either way, you know. But I thought that our team, like I talked about, they um, they didn't want to use as that as an excuse or anything like that. We let it go and moved on, and we, we knew we had to play better. And um, I'll, I'll go back to that game three. We should close that game out, and should never got to that point. But you know, things happen, and uh, that's a good hockey team over there. They battled, and um, but we we stayed with it, and we played some real good hockey after that. Third row in the center, Greg. Craig, some of the uh, players are talking about seeing alumni like Kelly Chase and Plager getting emotional tonight. And I was wondering what your observations have been, that sort of relationship between the alumni and the current players. Yeah, well, it's a great alumni here. Obviously, you know, some great players have come through this organization. 
great great players. And, um, you know, they're all involved in it still, and it's great to see. I talked this morning about this uh, organization. I think it's an unbelievable organization. And the way it's run, ownership down, management, um, they do a great job. And like I said, the fan base here is remarkable. In the, in the front? Craig, when, when you took over November 19th, was this even in your thought process? Could you even imagine? No, we, you don't, we didn't. You know, we are just trying to get on the right track then. And, um, you know, once we got going, though, in January and February, and, you know, we, we knew we had a good hockey team. And, you know, we get in the playoffs, anything can happen. That's you got to get here, and we did. Uh, credit to our players. They battled, and um, they believed they were going to make the playoffs, and we made it. And now we're here. Front middle. Did you guys? Did you need to go through? Obviously, you didn't want to go through it, but go through <laughs> those tough times at the start of the year to be able to get through a situation like this. Uh, no, I don't think you want to go through those tough times like you did at the beginning of the year. That's not, you know, if we can avoid that, you want to get off to a good start any time you can. But, uh, you know, I think that, again, I'll go back to January, February. Those two months really put us in a good spot. And, um, you know, we we really realized our identity in those two months of what kind of a team we were and how we were going to win hockey games. Second row in the center. During those tough times, your players admitted that they were mentally fragile. You talk about doing a 180. How did that happen, that they became so mentally strong now? Yeah, talking about it, staying with it, um, you know, it's just a process, I think, more than anything. But, uh, you know, we talked about being mentally tough a lot, and, you know, you, got, you have to be. There's too many ups and downs in a the game. Uh, there's so much parity in this league, the teams, and... Uh, so you got to be able to deal with that stuff. In the front. Craig, a couple questions about the game. How important was the to get out early, to get that first goal so quick, and also the Shen goal, a guy that had been you know, struggling a little bit, at least to score points, to, yeah. to get, restore that two-goal lead? Uh, yeah, early uh, leads. I mean, we're obviously real good when we score early and um, get the lead. That's really important for our team. It has been in this series. And Shen, I talked to him today about that. I, I think he's been playing great hockey. It's just the points, the goals have not come. It's not from a lack of try or chances. He's getting lots of chances, so it was good to see him get that one tonight. We'll do two more, left side, second row. With the exception of David Perron, I think this is uncharted territory for everybody on the team. What do you share? What's the balance of being able to enjoy this new experience, being in the Stanley Cup Finals, but at the same time, keeping the right necessary focus that you guys yeah you got to do both you got to enjoy it you should enjoy it i mean that's what the game's all about playing for the stanley cup i mean so and we are and you got to enjoy it that's part of it but also you got to you know, make sure you're focused and do your job uh, i think our guys have done a real good job of that in the playoffs and um i, I don't see why i wouldn't continue last question front left Craig, as far as, again, scoring early, and you've done this a number of times throughout the playoffs, uh, the aggressive approach that your guys have taken, uh, do, you, do you like that mindset that these guys are just going to go right out and go after it and, and put the opposition on their heels? Yeah, I, I, we talk about that all the time, play aggressive. Um, you know, we, won't, we don't want to sit back and, you know, see what happens. We want to take it to other teams when we can. We want to be aggressive. And, we, you know, we're a good team when we're getting pucks in deep and getting on the four check and, you know, banging bodies and just playing that aggressive style. That's when we're at our best.
for for all you guys, as the as the final horn goes off, you realize you're going to the Stanley Cup. Just what thoughts go through your head? I probably all of us. I mean, it's excitement and I guess relief that uh, you know we put in all that work and here we go. So it's been a long road, but uh, it's fun to. Uh, I guess it's pretty fun to share it with these guys and. I think it being at home too and uh, being able to come out here and see our families is pretty special. Guys, see the kids, it's pretty cool. Jordan? Yeah, I'll take over here. Uh, you know, just the, the final minutes counting down there and how, how loud the, the rink was and the atmosphere was, uh, was uh, awesome. So um, that was a special moment for, for all of us, I'm sure. And, um, you know, we're excited and uh, looking forward to the next round. We get a binner gift yet? See his reaction after, or like last round? No, I, th I think for uh, it's just nice for, for everyone, uh, uh, for the city. And uh, I mean, obviously, I experienced it last year, so it's a very similar feeling. And uh, I was just glad to see Petro not touch that trophy because we touched it last year and it didn't work. So hopefully, it changes something this year. Alex, we saw Bobby in there and just all the previous alumni that have put so much into trying to get their respective teams here. Not only did you do this for yourselves, but did you do this for them as well? Yeah, and he saw chasers and tears there coming off the ice. I mean, the, Bobby, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. And those guys have built uh, the foundation for this organization. And, uh, you know, they represented that Blue Note uh, pretty well. And we try and carry that on. And that kind of trickles down to the guys in our team. And I said it after the game, guys like Steiner, put a lot of time, effort, and games into this organization, guys like Bo. I mean, those are the guys that you're fighting for this, uh, these games for, and you want to give them the best opportunity. So I know Bo is a man of very few words, but uh, we got a couple smiles out of him. Right side, second row, Shane. Uh, this question for uh, David. I know uh, the last play year's playoff run was uh, challenging at times for you, so can you talk about what it means to come back to the final but also be such a big contributor too? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's definitely a little bit different. I think last year, uh, personally, I wasn't feeling great uh, at all times in, in games, things like that. So uh, it's good to be moving on and, uh, and and basically be hungry and be looking forward to the games. I, I think that's what's different this year. I'm uh, extremely excited to, to get going with these guys. And uh, a lot of uh, what uh, Petro mentioned, uh, just uh, to kind of do it for for the whole city and uh, the way to do it I think is to stay in the moment not think about that stuff but uh, when we we can reflect on it it's definitely nice second row in the center uh, Petro you mentioned it's been a long time you were the fourth pick in the draft David when you uh, got started this organization was not doing well how gratifying is it to reach this point after the way the organization was when you came in yeah I mean um, I guess David missed the playoffs the first couple of years he was here but I, uh, last year was the first time I had missed it, and it was frustrating. Obviously, you, you got a taste in 16 against these guys, right? You, you're two wins away from being in the same situation. So when you get a taste like that, you want to make sure you take advantage of it again. And um, We've built for a long time over the years to kind of get this opportunity. So, um, you know, David can probably agree. I mean, he keeps coming back. So he obviously feels something's right here. And... Uh, again, it's been a bit of a roller coaster of a year, but uh, this group stuck together. Jordan, a year ago at this time, could you have imagined yourself <laughs> sitting right up there and with a Western Conference hat on? I definitely wouldn't have put money on it, but uh, <laughs> you know, looking back, I'm really happy to be here, and um, it's been a great year so far, and 
you know, it's been great playing with these guys and I'm um, just trying to do my job every night and um, enjoying the moment. So I'm looking forward to uh, next round with these guys. Front right. Yeah, Alex, you guys were left for dead really end of December, first part of January. Now you're playing for the Cup. What happened? Uh, well, we stuck together, one. Uh, we kept believing in each other, you know, that, as cliche as that sounds. I mean, I think and a lot of us felt, and I think pretty much everyone in that room felt like we were in games and we were close. We just weren't finding a way to, to win them. And I think at one point we had five or six games in hand on a lot of teams. And, um, you know, we had some good, hard, honest conversations, and we all knew that we needed to be better from top down. So um, – we looked each other in the eye, looked in the mirror, and we did that. And we won that, what, 12 in a row, and that really put us back uh, in a good position. And um, a lot of people doubted us this year, but I tell you what, this group is resilient, and uh, I really am proud of the guys because it's been, uh, as hard as it is, it's been fun to look back and see where we are now. We'll do two more in English, left side, second row. Alex, kind of on that note, when you got the C, you said you wanted to be the captain to bring the cup to St. Louis. Obviously, still got a few more wins out there. But to get to this point, to get over that hump, uh, how were you tested? What kind of personal challenge did you go through and I guess maybe evolve as a captain to help get the team to this point? Well, again, when you go through what you went through this year, it's not easy. I mean, I'm sure people question me, and maybe sometimes you question yourself. But uh, sometimes you got to lean on the people around you. And I uh, played a lot of hockey with a lot of different guys in, in our locker room, and uh, they were nothing but supportive and um when you have a group that is as close as our group is in the locker room, um, obviously the hard times are hard, but you can have those hard and honest conversations with each other. And we did that when things weren't going well. So um, start with me to need to be better and start turning things around and uh, get that feeling back that, you know, we knew we were a good team and we could play better. And I think when this group is sacrificing their roles and everybody's playing the way they need to play, um, it's fun to watch. And, and, you know, it's, speaks volume to the type of people that we bring into this organization. And I make fun of him for keep coming back, but those are the type of people that we bring. There's a reason why, you know, he keeps coming back and, and wants to play here. And um, I guess that's why we want him to keep coming back. I don't know. It's, you know, those, we just fit Probably well with each other. not for you. Yeah, yeah. We just fit well with each other. And uh, you can see the sacrifice that we're willing to make out there. Second row in the middle. Uh, we interviewed David Backus the day he signed with Boston, which was the day that you got married. Uh, how amazing is it that, things have happened this way, that you're going to face David Backus in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, it's been a bit of a strange way to have things go. But, um, you know, whether it's me against him or other guys, everybody seems to know somebody else on the other team. It's just how the way the league is now. Um, it's fun playing against people you know, though. It's just that little bit of an extra battle. And I think uh, you can have a storyline like that all you want that um, he was more important about signing than my wedding, I guess, because it was in my wedding party. But... Uh, it doesn't matter when you get to this point in the season and you get into these games, it's uh, everyone's going as hard as they can, regardless of whether you know each other or not. Last question in English up front. David, um, you were one of the players that obviously, most of you guys did, took the high road after game three. <clears throat> Do you guys feel like that approach helped you get to where you're at? I mean, you outscored them 12 to two yeah. the rest of the series. By doing that and taking that mental approach, it helped you get to where you are now. I, I believe so. I, th I think that my feeling anyways was if we were going to win the next game we were going to win the series that's just how I felt uh, because we took that road and uh, I mean every game's different and all that but uh, I, I'm just glad that we approached it that way and uh, certainly uh, 
throughout the playoffs, there were different calls um, that people can say they got whatever, but I think we reacted a little bit different to that, and, and that's why we, we got success in, at the end. If I really showed my excitement, you probably wouldn't be able to understand me right now. I would be screaming and yelling into the microphone. It's been a long time for all of us Blues fans, whether it's been 15 years you're a Blues fan, 10 years, 20 years, 25, 30, 40, ever since the beginning. It doesn't matter. It's exciting for all of us. You can tell the players are excited. And one thing I like that Perron said, he didn't let those non-calls or calls get to them. They continue to do what they needed to do. Did they play a full 60 minutes of hockey every game? No, they didn't. But when they needed to, they battened down. They got the goals they needed to. Jordan Bennington, he did what a Stanley Cup caliber type goalie does. He makes those saves when you need him to. And that's exactly what he did in this series. It was a full team effort for the turnaround this season. So many guys you could say were MVPs for this team in the second half. There's just so many guys that really stepped up. Whether they'll win this Stanley Cup, I don't know. Because the Bruins are a good team. The Bruins are rested. I think the Blues in Game 1 will probably come out pretty strong. It may take Boston a full game to get back into playing mode. It may take one period. It may take two periods. I don't know yet, but I would venture to say the Blues are most likely going to come out very strong in that first period. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Guys, we're going to the Stanley Cup. Let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at DropHockeyShow. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.